0: Welcome in to another episode of what we believe is Augustine's favorite podcast, Name That News. And happy Hanukkah to everybody out there who celebrates. It is day six of Hanukkah when you're hearing this. And you know what? We are happy to have all of our brothers and sisters of any faith or no faith at all. We want everybody to enjoy this show. So happy Hanukkah if you celebrate. Welcome back in to another episode of Name That News. I'm your host, Mark Menard, along with Zach Clark. And we have gone through another week's worth of news we have picked out our favorite clips we're going to play them for you with a little something changed a little something off a little something taken out and you get to try to figure out what it is they're talking about so zach happy hanukkah to you sir
1: thank you sir i have eaten 600 latkes so i'm just so happy right now
0: as you should eat all the latkes you can it's the time of the year for it
1: yeah my figure who cares i'm in
0: (laughs) are going to see you on the street anyway and say that guy eats a lot of latkes so you might as well eat a lot of latkes and prove him right
1: exactly that's the guy i want to be
0: <laughs> i'm going to start us off here we're gonna get right into it we're going up to zach's neck of the woods in detroit motown baby wwj and an interesting arrest
1: a canton man who's blamed for causing a two-vehicle crash tries to elude authorities using the 35 year old canton man was arrested and is now facing several charges including drunk driving
0: how did this alleged drunk driver? How did he try to escape the police? Is it A, he hotwired a nearby tractor? B, he called an Uber? Or C, he was just hiding in a tree in the woods?
1: Oof. Okay, so drinking and driving is terrible and dangerous. So that's bad on its own. But like, but like A and C would be like another added level of danger on top of what was already terrible. I mean, driving a tractor when you're drunk, not great. Uh, climbing a tree when you're drunk, not great. Fall out of it. Calling an Uber, though, I mean, I know you're drunk, but that seems like a terrible idea. You're going to wait for it, stand there, and down the corner be like, oh, it's my Uber. You know, look, there's a lot of rural areas here, so A and C both play. How about the guy driving the tractor? We'll say A. Unfortunately, no. Well, I guess
0: fortunately, no. He didn't hotwire a tractor. He didn't steal someone's personal possessions and possibly ruin them by driving it drunk. Although tractors don't go very fast, so I guess there's a limit as to how much damage he could really do. But it was not that. He also didn't try to climb a tree. He did, in fact, call an Uber and, in fact, got picked up. And the police pulled the Uber over and arrested him and got him out of his ride share and took him to jail.
1: Now, look, Mark, I'm not a smart man. Everybody knows that. But maybe he just calls the Uber the first time and avoids all of this. I mean, just a thought. I don't know.
0: Right, but you know what? Um, it does seem like the exact thing that a drunken brain would come up with, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. No, I should call the Uber now. Yeah. Like, that's I'll it.
0: do it now, it'll be like I never got in the car, and they'll never find me because I'm in somebody else's car. <laughs>
1: Worked for about ten seconds. He didn't he didn't make it very far. <laughs>
0: yeah. They still popped him. So next time, everybody out there, you're going to your holiday celebrations, you're going to imbibe and that's fine. You can enjoy yourself, but don't get behind the wheel. Call the Uber first. Don't wait until you've gotten into a wreck and then call the Uber. That's not the order to do it.
1: Seems like common sense to me, but what do I know? Mark, we're going to stay in Detroit, and we're going to stay with, appropriately enough, in the Motor City, another vehicle story. Take a listen. The LaSalle Township Fire Department says one of their old trucks sold to a private buyer 10 years ago. All righty, Mark, what did the buyer do with this fire truck? A, used it on his own to show up to fires. B, snuck it into a holiday parade and played vulgar music or C, turned it into a mobile strip club using a fire pole.
0: Three wildly different options here. So you're asking me, is he like the fire department version of Batman with his own fire truck and just shows up on his own to hose people's houses down? Or did he convert it into some type of big sound system where he only plays the dirtiest music in family functions? Or is this decidedly not a family vehicle and turn it into a mobile strip club with a fire pole a fire truck is not like a bus there's not a lot of room in a fire truck i guess you could gut the the inside part where they've got all the ladders and the tools and do something there but that seems like, that's like a pit my ride style renovation. It's, and
1: exhibits like, hey, I heard you like fire trucks, so I burned your house down. <laughs> yeah. I heard you like fire trucks. We got you a strip club. <laughs> what? That's, how does that work? I just feel like
0: that's, if he's got that kind of money to sink into renovating a fire truck into a strip club, then he could just buy his own strip club at that point. And, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be on wheels. It wouldn't be as fun, but, hey. Uh, there's easier ways to go about that so I'm down to the other two I kind of like the idea of a fire version of Batman and so I'm going to go with he Dressaga to go out on his own go rogue and fight fires for the good of the people by himself
1: Vigilante community service is an interesting concept. Not interesting enough, though, because it is wrong. And you're right about the strip club. That that wasn't a thing. He indeed snuck the truck into a holiday parade and played incredibly vulgar music. Uh, The sad thing for me, at least, is... I don't know what the music was. I'm dying to know what was played, what was heard. But here's the thing: uh, the the city that sold this fire truck, right? They, when they're old, they'll sell them. They say from now on, they will remove all markings from the trucks before they sell them. That was the problem here. They sold the guy the truck with all the words and the and the decals still on it. Not not a good idea.
0: Um, is there a two live crew holiday album? I haven't seen it on the shelves. Maybe that's what he was, he was going for. <laughs>
1: Wait, can I get two copies, please?
0: (laughs) Ho, ho, hoes, I believe it's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) So it's back to me now, and we are going to head now to the city that never sleeps. The Big Apple, the big time, WCBS in New York, and an unlikely serenade over this past weekend. Does anyone who shows up with a get in, or is there even the slightest audition like to check, make sure they've got chops, so to speak?
1: We we get players from 8 years old who have been playing for a short amount of time uh, to players well into their 80s and 90s. So what unlikely instrument was
0: used to serenade New Yorkers at Rockefeller Center over the weekend? Was it A,
1: tubas? Was it B, triangles? Or was it C, theremins? I'm not gonna lie, Mark. If I walked into a square full of a bunch of these things at one time, I'd walk right back out. That sounds awful. <laughs> All of this sounds incredibly terrible. When you said the tuba, I thought of the episode of Family Guy where Stewie follows around the fat guy with the tuba. And then you said triangle players. I, I don't know if you can call them players. I mean, it's the, the dinner bell. I, I don't. I don't know. And a theremin. Could you imagine? And the theremin is bizarre. Look, like it's this little table. You play it with your hands. It's, it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> It's like your quintessential Halloween sound. I'm going to toss out theremins. That's too creepy for this time of year. It's, I'm going to say triangles because it's like bells and bells and Christmas. Label. I don't know. I don't know. I hate them all triangles.
0: You were right to toss out the theremins. Just the power strips alone would take up way too much room. But triangles still know it is, in fact, tubas. A tuba serenade at Rockefeller Center playing Christmas carols. Show up with your own tuba. There's no registration, nothing needed. You don't have to sign up. Wait, you don't even have to be good at it? You don't have to be good. Just walk down to Rockefeller Center. I mean, it already happened. You can do it next year, I guess. But bring your own tuba, obviously, BYOT, and show up.
1: And, and you can just chime right in. I was going to ask you how it could get any worse. Then you said that there was no talent requirement. <laughs> that's the bottom. I guess I figure if you're going to take a tuba like onto the
0: subway and schlep it all the way down to Rockefeller Center, then you've got to be at least a little
1: talented, right, to, to go through all that work. That's a good call. Look, I'm here in Detroit where we have uh, horrendous, horrendous public transportation. So for me, it was in somebody's trunk. That's how I operate. But, yeah, that's a great point.
0: <laughs> so over to you. And uh, what do you have next for us?
1: All Mark, one of our favorite podcasts, an Odyssey original, something offbeat, and uh, somebody's in a little pain here. Take a listen. When Cohen slipped on that, it had some lasting consequences, according to her lawsuit. Alrighty, Mark, what did this woman slip on, causing her immense pain? Is it A- Prosciutto. Is it B, urine? Or is it C, a literal banana peel like in every cartoon from back in the day?
0: All right, you are, first of all, you're killing it this week with wildly different answers. One of these things is not like the other. No, none of these things are, are like the other. Every every time around. So I'm, I'm enjoying the variety here, but it also makes things a little bit harder. A literal banana peel like a cartoon would be, I guess, the chef's kiss of viral videos. But I don't know... That they're as slippery as cartoons make them out. I feel like I have stepped on one, like on the concrete outside before with shoes on, and it, I just smashed. It. it didn't do anything. I don't think banana peels are quite as slick as we've been taught as kids. That leaves the other two prosciutto and urine. Again, two wildly different options. Prosciutto is meat. Someone could have dropped a piece of their deli sandwich on the ground and someone slipped on it, but. Again, like, I feel like you just smash it. Urine is a puddle. And a puddle can certainly make you slip. So this is my deductive reasoning. Uh, I don't like the idea of someone just peeing on the sidewalk. But we know it happens in big cities all across the country. Uh, So I'm going to say urine. (laughs) Urine.
1: I use the urine because there's an episode of King of the Hill where Luann's boyfriend, Lucky, slips in what he calls pee-pee, and it, it pays him for the rest of his life. The guy was voiced by Tom Petty, by the way, one of the all-time great cameos. Uh, no, Mark, it is not urine. It was prosciutto. Stepping on some gabagool. Yeah, so she was at a restaurant called Italy eat Ali, And yeah, she slipped in the prosciutto, and her lawyer says it caused long-term damage. So, of course, a la McDonald's in the early 90s and the hot coffee, she's suing. Well, you know what? Go get that paper. You know what I'm saying? But I'm with you, though. The banana peel, to me, seems like the weirdest thing. When I think of the inside of the banana peel, it almost feels like there's grip on it. Yeah, of all the cartoon tropes, I feel like that's the
0: one that led us astray the farthest. So that brings us to the point of the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. A wordy concept, yes, but it is accurate. Because we give you a question, but we don't answer it right away. Because... We want you to come back. We want you to keep downloading this show every single week because you need the next question, and you need the next question. You need the next question. And so this is how we keep you coming back. The Cliffhanger question of the week last week was mine. I brought it straight to you from Chicago. WBBM, this season's hottest Christmas gift. Let's refresh your memory.
1: The is one of the hot gifts this year.
0: Veering back into the market it's a very different world these days uh, what do you need to know if you're shopping for a b- for your kids well uh you really can't go wrong now so what home electronics are the hot christmas gift for 2023 is it a massive television sets is it b stereo systems with record players or is it c video game consoles
1: yeah, that's a good question man i, th- I thought i know the, there's an electronics caveat there but i a Christmas list without Barbie on it this year seems odd. I don't think it's going to be video game consoles, Mark. There's nothing new out. Not that people don't still buy them, but the PS5 is, is no longer new. Xbox doesn't have anything that's come out lately. You know, massive televisions, I don't know. I, I even wonder if that phase is past, where it's like, I have an 87,000-inch plasma screen. I don't see a ton of those anymore, the curved ones, right? But vinyl. Did an episode about this on our own podcast, on my own podcast, a while ago. Vinyl has been storming back with a vengeance. And so for that reason, I am saying it is B.
0: Your reasoning is sound. I collect vinyl myself. I don't have a big collection, but I have what I like. My wife got me a small record player for Christmas a few years ago. But that is not the answer. Massive television sets. Also not the answer. The answer is video game consoles, the evergreen, baby. They never go out of style. People out there apparently still... Don't have the one they want, and they're going to get it right now. And and uh, the PS5, the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch, uh, all three of them selling like hotcakes in 2023. Uh, you know, in, in, when the pandemic hit, there was a shortage of Nintendo Switch consoles because all of a sudden people were home and had nothing to do, and people were like, "I'm going to go out and buy myself a video game system with this stimulus money that I got," and have something to do. And then people ran out, and there was a shortage of Nintendo Switch consoles. Luckily. In this household, we already had one, and so we just got to enjoy those sweet, sweet games and kill time that way, but apparently it's still going strong, video game consoles, and the word is, could be a new Nintendo Switch 2.0 next year for everybody to rush out and get, and you know that Xbox and PlayStation probably won't be far behind, so it's a never-ending cycle, but it's still going strong.
1: I'm going to die waiting for GTA 6. I'm going to live on that hill. I'm going to live on that hill, and then I'm going to die in it when it never comes out. <laughs> All righty, Mark, I've got the current cliffhanger question. It comes to us from our friends at KCBS in San Francisco, one of our favorite subjects.
0: From shaping national economies with her army of dedicated fans to now being named Times Person of the Year, Taylor Swift effect can be felt in several aspects of our lives. And some experts point specifically at her...
1: Already, Mark, what is Dealer Swift now swaying aside from her massive legion of fans? Is it A, the stock market? Is it B, the climate? Our climate? Is it C, politics?
0: Three interesting choices. I feel, I feel like I've said that every question today. You really knocked it out the park.
1: Well, except for I got every answer wrong.
0: Well, okay, but your question's hot fire. Your answers kind of cool things off, but can't be perfect every day. She is Time's Person of the Year. What is she swaying, is the question. Stock market, climate, or politics? We're not gonna answer it this week, obviously. Three things that she could possibly hold sway over because it seems like, at this point, she can do anything she wants. She's a billionaire a couple times over from this tour she's on that's still never-ending. It's still going strong. So she can do anything she wants and her fans will follow her anywhere. And she could certainly sway any of these things. So I'm going to think about it over the course of the next week. And the best part about this is we can come back next week and we can once again invite her onto the show. Because we're going to be talking about this again. But for now, that's going to do it for another episode of what we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast. Special thanks to Brian Fisher who helped put the show together. Special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button. Put Marcus on your browser. Set a reminder on your calendar. Because we're here every single week with a fresh new episode of Name That News.